Welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your silver-shined host, Gary, here to tell you about the cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. Today, we are joined by the treasured wife and co-host, Goldie Ann. Hello, Goldie Ann. I'm treasured? You are my greatest treasure. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. You're also my most expensive. Oh, well. Kind of works out that way. Yeah. I mean, you knew that before you married me, so. As an announcement, for those who may not be aware, as of August 29th of 2023, the podcast player app, Stitcher, will no longer be available. Sirius XM is going to be focusing on incorporating podcasts into their subscription business. So, if you listen to Within the Mist on Stitcher, you will need to switch to another podcast provider. You can access our social media pages or the Within the Mist homepage in the show notes for options on how to continue getting your fix of our cryptid stories. With that in mind, Goldian, I have a very special brain teaser for you. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Pay attention. Oh, God. A mother asked her two sons who broke her favorite vase. She told them she wouldn't get angry if... They told the truth, yet one lied. The first son said he played soccer in the house, but he broke nothing. The second son said he only broke his airplane model. Who's lying? First son said he played soccer in the house, but broke nothing. I don't know. The mother is. We all know she'll still get angry no matter what they say. Oh, my God. Wow. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Today's episode involves a chilling encounters with a curse that has claimed multiple lives over the years. These may be upsetting to some of our listeners. We are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. (laughs) For today's sources, its fame is all over the internet as one of the most haunted objects in the world, yet very little is known about the vase itself. Online accounts cite an ex-Yugoslavian magazine as evidence of its existence, but all of them fail to provide the sources or even the basic information of what publication it was featured in. Everything has been lost through the ages. We can now only utilize the rumors and the tales passed down through the centuries, adding in a certain artistic flair for today's story. It wasn't unusual when a woman in the 15th century received a vase as a wedding gift. However, as a gift, the silver vase was unassuming in its plainness. It was a simple, cylindrical object with a plain surface, unembellished and with no decorations, patterns, or engravings of any kind. It simply had a silver hue shimmering in the light. If you believe the legends, this mysterious wedding gift contained a curse that would continue to take lives for the next 500 years. So join us today as we travel within the mists of Italy to learn of the curse of the Bassano vase.
But first, a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Chapter 1, The Bride The village's cobblestone streets shone in the moonlight, illuminated by the lanterns and candlelight through the open windows. The shadows of villagers' dwellings lined the roads with ancient stone archways, leading to the winding alleys. A bell tower created a silhouetted skyline against the night's starry canvas. The air was filled with the scent of wood burning in the fireplaces, and fragrant herbal bouquets hung in the windows. The faint chant of crickets could be heard in the background, a chorus of peaceful serenity. Voices could be heard chattering, singing, and laughing in all directions. A clanging of bells hung in the air as horses trotted down the cobblestone pathways and the carts creaked along. It was a peaceful night in a northern village near Napoli, Italy during the 15th century. More importantly, it was the night before the big wedding and the bride-to-be was excited and nervous. She had carefully laid her wedding gown on the bed and now she slowly slipped it over her head, feeling the smooth fabric on her skin. She stepped in front of a small mirror in one corner of the room, admiring how the casual twirl of her skirt set off a cascade of the sheer lace. She smiled at her reflection, taking in every detail of her wedding dress. Her eyes glistened with tears of joy, and her heart swelled with gratitude. She couldn't believe the good fortune and she struggled to contain the joy that bubbled inside her, threatening to burst out at any moment. There was a gentle tapping of knuckles on wood cut through the silence like a bell. It woke the bride from her reverie and startled her from her joyous trance in front of the mirror. Still dressed in her gown, she stumbled to answer the knock. An empty street greeted her, but a vase rested on the doormat its smooth finish gleaming in the moonlight. She picked it up, running her fingers over the silvery metal. A shiver ran down her spine as she inspected it under the light. The vase was almost four pounds and cylindrical without any decorations. Its silver gleamed in the firelight, giving a strong, elegant presence. It felt heavy and cold in her hands with a sleek and smooth surface. Peering down the narrow village streets, she noticed each door was shut tight and the windows were closed. Stone steps disappeared in the shadows as her gaze followed them further and further down the path. Yet no matter how hard she searched, she couldn't find the figure who had to have left the mysterious item behind. She turned and marveled at the metalwork of the vase and thought it must have been a wedding gift, a sign of good luck. She picked it up and cradled it close to her chest as she returned to her bedroom. The following day, the wedding guests were all dressed in their finest attire, the men in their suits and the women in colorful dresses and gowns. Children ran around the yard, their laughter ringing while the older family members strolled to their seats. 
The sun glittered off the church windows, illuminating the gathering with a warm and inviting glow. The groom stood at the altar, his back straight as a board and his hands clasped. He nervously scanned the audience for his bride. As the priest declared it was time to begin the ceremony and directed the music to begin. The guests all stood, excitement hanging heavy in the air, but there was no sign of the bride-to-be. Guests craned their necks to survey the pews, but still, no bride. They then exchanged confused glances as the priest stepped forward and cleared his throat. The bride's father stumbled out of a side door, his face creased with worry. He proclaimed, trembling, that his daughter was missing. No one had seen or heard from her since yesterday. The guests exchanged glances and little pockets of murmured speculations rose from the pews. The groom's eyes darted around the room frantically, searching for any sign of the missing bride. He called out her name, but all that was heard were the desperate echoes bouncing off the walls. After a brief silence, both families sprung into action, racing through the empty village and arriving at her home. The young man pounded on the door until his knuckles were sore, but there was no response. In desperation, he kicked the heavy wooden door with all of his might, and it flew open with an echoing crash. Stumbling into the room, he saw his betrothed lying lifeless on the ground. Her fingers were clutched tightly to the silver Bassano vase. The groom's heart plummeted as he rushed to her aid, but seconds later, he knew that she was gone. His world felt like it was crumbling before him. An unknown assailant had murdered her. After the funeral, the Bassano vase was handed off to one of her cousins. It shone even brighter as the grieving family members said their goodbyes. But just days later, tragedy struck again. The cousin was found dead in her home from an unknown cause. Unaware of its connection to the two deaths, the silver vase was passed from hand to hand, eventually settling into the arms of a distant family member who didn't understand what it meant. What they didn't care about. Here, hold this for us. Like a sacrificial lamb. (laughs) Days had passed since the family member's visit before she was also found lifeless lying on the floor much like the others who had met their untimely demise. The room smelled of burning sage and eerie shadows surrounded the walls. It was as if something had taken her soul and left the body behind. By now, the family figured out what had caused the demise of their daughter and the other family members. They came to an understanding of the reason for the tragedy. They all turned and gazed at the mysterious vase with its shining metallic surface and suggested it had been crafted with intentions beyond decoration. Whispers flew among them that whoever had gifted the bride the vase had put an untold curse on it and meant for it to kill her. 
Desperate for help, the family contacted a priest who had lived in the village for decades. He advised them to bury the Basana vase on hallowed ground and whisper a special prayer, as the church hadn't blessed the object yet. The whereabouts of the Basano vase for the next 500 years remained a mystery, with some theorizing that it had been stowed away in the very same church where the priest lived. Yet, the vase did not reappear until 1988. Wow. So you have 500 years of it being hidden away after killing three people. Been dormant. Cool. Only you could describe a cursed object as cool. Yeah, well. You like what you like. Mm-hmm. Chapter 2. The Rediscovery and Trail of Death Generations of people had been unwittingly drawn to the Basano vase, unaware of the curse that followed it. Its secret was kept in the small church deep in the Italian countryside, protecting them from its dark power. As they seated in the pews, they had no idea how close they were to true evil. But as time passed, the church walls crumbled beneath the weight of years and war until all that remained were its ruins, and the vase vanished with it. It was 1988, and an unnamed man had just unearthed a piece of history from the soil of Italy. Caked in dirt and sweat, the man's shovel clinked against something hard. He knelt and brushed off the earth to reveal a small reflections in the sun. He stood there for a moment and marveled at his discovery. The vase was caked in dirt and mud, but still, as the man wiped it away, patches of shining silver metal gradually became visible. It caught the light of the afternoon sun glistening as it was being revealed. He carefully lifted the beauty of the silver vase, feeling its touch's coolness. He peered inside, and his eyes widened when he saw a folded note at the very bottom. He pulled it out and unfolded it, opening it to read, Beware, this vase brings death. Sounds like a cheesy B-grade movie. <laughs> Not going to argue with you there. A lot of this story does fit in there. Okay. The man looked at the note with contempt before crumbling the parchment in his callous hands and throwing it aside in the dirt. He scoffed, knowing that only a fool would believe in something as silly as curses when he was so desperate to even make ends meet as a simple farmer. His hands trembled as he shined it up with his sleeve. He knew without a doubt that this was something special. His heart raced with his excitement as he imagined all the possibilities and wealth awaiting him. Without wasting a moment, he headed to the nearest auction house. The antique was quickly sold to a nearby pharmacist for 4 million lira the equivalent of $2,270 in present-day currency. That's not bad. Especially for finding something buried in the dirt. Yeah. And if you're a poor farmer, I'm sure he'd make good use out of that. Oh, yeah. The new owner, the pharmacist, proudly placed the Bassano vase atop an ornate pedestal in his pharmacy's bright, window-filled showroom. 
He ran his fingers along the smooth metal of its ancient surface and admired the sleek exterior. As customers entered his store, their eyes drew to it. Admiration and reverence was plain on their face. However, his good fortune was not to last as the curse found him. The pharmacist began to notice a strange occurrence that whenever someone entered the pharmacy, they began to react oddly after looking at the vase. It was as if some invisible force was drawing them, yet pushing them away simultaneously. He shrugged it off as superstition and the power of suggestion until one day he collapsed while standing in front of it. So how many centuries did it take the other people to figure it out? How well, many family members? <laughs> it took them three family members. As a pharmacist, he was surrounded by shelves lined with vials and jars and bottles, all full of medications of every form. Still, none of those could stop the raging fever and persistent coughing that had recently taken over his body. He knew little about the illness that he had been afflicted with, only that it came on suddenly and left him feeling exhausted and weak. Within three months of obtaining the Bassano vase from the auction house, the pharmacist died of an unknown illness, leaving behind his collection of rare antiques to include the Bassano vase. After his funeral, his family settled on selling the vase. A 37-year-old doctor who had been a friend of the pharmacist offered a hefty sum of money for it, and they accepted it without hesitation. At the moment of purchase, the medical man believed he was fortunate to get such an amazing piece of art for a relatively modest sum. He handed the family the money and returned home convinced he had gotten a great deal. The news of the doctor's death a few months after the mysterious purchase spread like wildfire. Shock and dread swept through the public's imagination as those stories of the two men's death. Rumors swirled about the cursed relic that no one could touch. With its sinister reputation now established in folklore, the Bassano vase was left unsold and alone. Now, Goldianne, there are specific individuals who seek out objects with a more sinister backstory, finding a morbid fascination in the items of tragedy and pain. Why'd you say my name before that sentence? Well, I wasn't going to mention any names, Goldie Ann. Uh, <laughs> but these people that I would have no connections with or know of any, these people search for items that may have been owned by notorious criminals or tragic historic figures as if their unwholesomeness energy still linger in the object. Are you talking about my Robert the Doll? I'm talking about a whole bunch of dolls you have. <laughs> I like my dolls. Well, in this case, one such person was an archaeologist. His eyes lit up when he saw the Bassano vase. Its curves and vibrant shimmer captured his imagination. He knew it was a piece of rare beauty from the high Renaissance era. Despite his family's concern over its dark history, 
the archaeologist could resist buying it for his collection. The magnificent silver vase, illuminated by the room's soft light, stood out amongst the other pieces of history in his collection, some from as far back as the Roman Empire. However, the vase was given particular prominence amongst them all, standing proudly in the center of the room, as like it was a crown jewel. It didn't take long before the archaeologist's skin had taken on an ashen hue. Three months later, his breathing became labored. He started coughing up thick, dark clots of blood. He was barely clinging to life as the doctor informed him he had contracted an unknown and mysterious illness. Shortly thereafter, his body succumbed to illness despite every effort. The family of the archaeologist debated selling the Bassano vase. News of its supposed ill luck circulated and they decided to get rid of it immediately. They could only manage a fraction of the sum for its sale despite its immense value when purchased, but at least they were free from its curse and its evil. The new owner, the fourth since its rediscovery, had only owned it for one month before he became terribly ill. He suffered from a high fever, excruciating headaches, and his body was covered in an unknown rash. After weeks of seeking medical help and receiving no answers, his condition worsened until his unfortunate death. The townsfolk had grown fearful and superstitious, talking about the mysterious curse in hushed whispers. Even those who had previously laughed off such tales began to accept the notion of the ominous presence. The collector's family was in a panic now. Despite the item being worth a fortune, they could not bring themselves to sell it. Suddenly, one of them grabbed it and threw it out the second-story window, hoping it would fall, crash onto the street below, and be destroyed. So you getting scared yet? Yeah. Chapter 3. The Cabanera. Unfortunately, the Bassano vase survived its fall. The Carabinera, which is an Italian police officer, was walking, wearing his navy blue uniform and a black bicorn hat with a red band around the center. He strode confidently down the street, unaware of the danger he was in. The silver object came careening through the air and struck him squarely on the side of his head. He escaped death by only several inches as his hat absorbed some of the force, but it still sent him reeling to the ground. The officer felt a spinning sensation in his head and took a deep breath to steady himself. He slowly blinked and he opened his eyes. He was relieved that he had not been severely injured and his gaze shifted to the side, where a silver vase was laying on the sidewalk beside him. A young passerby walking along the street heard the loud crash. He immediately ran to the police officer to check if he was okay. When asked if he had witnessed the object's source or where it had come from, 
The man pointed to the second floor window from where the thing had come crashing. The officer held the silver projectile, its four pounds of weight heavy in his hands. He made his way up the staircase of the building and each step reverberated through it. Following the sound of the muffled voices to one specific door, he knocked firmly, ready to find out who was responsible for what had just happened to him. The door opened and the family members stood clustered together in the doorway, their faces paled and petrified. The parents had placed their arms around their children, shielding from the silver vase in the officer's hands. Their words were filled with terror and trembling as they explained what had happened. Their voices were low, almost whispered, as if afraid to utter the cursed name of the Bassano vase out loud. They had felt sure that they had escaped its curse, but here it was again in front of them. The officer stepped towards the family, holding the vase delicately to avoid dropping it. He cleared his throat and began reading from a ticket book. The family was being cited for disorderly behavior and he handed the ticket and the silver vase to the nearest person. The widow of the collector offered no resistance when presented with the ticket, taking it in her shaking hands. However, she refused to touch the Bassano vase, let alone allow it back into their home. The family pleaded with the officer to take the mysterious object away, their voices quivering with fear. Please be careful, they warned him. It will kill you if you don't get rid of it quickly. Already almost did. Very close. Now you tell him. They should have yelled four or something as they threw it out the window. I don't think you yell four when you throw a vase out of a window. That's more when you hit a golf ball. Yeah, same difference. I know it's not. It's a warning to duck. Hey, be vigilant and duck. Just carry on. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of blaze over that. (laughs) The officer wrapped the vase in a thick fabric and set off to find a museum willing to take it. He visited three cities, each time encountering refusals from the museum administrators who had heard of the Bassano curse and were unwilling to accept the artifact into their collection. Not even behind like a glass case? I mean, think of the possibilities. Well, that's what's most strange is that these places have various artifacts associated with purported curses are housed in museums worldwide, including objects from King Tut's tomb and Thomas Busby's chair. Wait, Thomas Busby's chair? What's that? That'll be another story. Oh, God. Okay. It seems strange that a museum would refuse the 15th century antique vase due to its reputation for being cursed. This suggests that the belief in this particular curse may have been more widely accepted or that the object had even greater potency than other items believed to be cursed. The officer was beginning to experience a strange source of pain in his head where the vase had struck him before. He ran his fingerprints gingerly over the healed wound, testing it with a wince as he felt a twinge of pain. Here we go. Well, he could almost sense an evil presence emanating from the injury. However, 
it was impossible to tell if it was real or imagined. He held the Bassano vase, feeling its weight and the chill that it seemed to exude. He believed in the curse associated with it and knew that this was a decision he could not make on his own. He brought the artifact to his church with trembling hands and asked for their guidance. The church elders' eyes widened at his story, and their faces twisted in terror as they felt the dark, insidious energy radiating from the object and the man. They told him to act quickly before his spirit could be claimed by the curse, urging him to move with a sense of desperation. First, he was to secure it in a lead box carefully. Then, he took a shovel from the corner of the church and filled a burlap sack with dirt, trekking through the moonlit fields until he reached a hollow grounds of an old cemetery. He dug deep into the ground. So he's gonna put a curse on all them poor dead people? I don't think that's how it's gonna work. You don't know this. He placed the lead box containing the Bassano vase into its earthen tomb, and with one last nod of reverence, he buried it. Though the exact location remains a mystery, it is known that he buried the vase in an unmarked grave. Unfortunately, no other reports of sightings or deaths related to the artifact have been made after his passing, and the vase has vanished from history. That was 1981. No, 1988. Okay. So wow. since 1988 and after these four deaths, uh, the Bassano vase has been buried and hopefully the curse is ended. That's only 34 years ago, 35 years ago. Well, what do you think? That's crazy. I want to go find it. Why would you want to go find it? Because I would keep it in a nice glass enclosure. I'm sure that people kept it in a nice mantelpiece. Uh, the one uh, archaeologist put it as the crowning jewel of his collection. Yeah, well, they didn't do it right. And you would. Yeah. <laughs> That's my closing. I, I hope so. <laughs> For me, the legend of the cursed bride suggests that her ghost might be responsible for the numerous deaths over the year. Despite its supernatural nature, some speculate that it was a jealous family member that may have been the perpetrator behind her death. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that, okay, fine. But it wouldn't make sense for the girl to be the killer of all the others. Well, this would explain her seemingly endless cycle of vengeance on their family that is, she said, to be perpetrating. Yeah, what about Upon, the archaeologist? But the archaeologist wasn't part of her family. Well, upon reading the legend with discerning eyes, it becomes evident that maybe the curse has now gone out of control after 500 years of being buried. Okay. It is curious that all of the story's characters have never been named. <laughs> Not even during the resurgence of the vase in 1988 were any names given. Not to the man who discovered it, not to those men who died, nor to the police officer who finally got rid of it. Locations remain anonymous as well. Where was it found in Italy, along with the auction house and the cemetery where the events occurred? 
This lack of specifics could be attributed to a desire for universal appeal so that everyone can uh, get a better understanding of the story and with the storytelling. Despite the little information available regarding its origin, the Basano vase is rumored to be one of the most cursed objects on Earth. But adding to the mystery, there exists only one image of the item. And that image appears to look so much different from what the historical records and the design expectations would suggest. Hmm. Is this really a picture of the Basano vase? Does the Basano vase even exist? The legend of the cursed silver object also raises a plethora of questions. Why did the people of the 15th century consider it to be cursed? Silver has long been associated with healing and protection against curses. So why was this viewed as a source of misfortune? Crucifix, silver bullets. All of that ties in, but here is the first negative silver object. The Basano vase is an intriguing myth passed down for years. However, physical evidence of the artifact has yet to be discovered, making it difficult to determine if it was even real or just simply a figment of people's imaginations. Or another fable passed down over generations. It seems to be working out that way. Or the mystery could be drastically different should someone accidentally digging in the wrong spot unearth this artifact in another 500 years. <laughs> so, should you find yourself digging up a grave in an Italian church graveyard, watch for a shining metallic object. You may discover the Bassano vase. Now, before we go, I want to remind everyone that we are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about the Bassano Vaz. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast. We are also on Instagram and have an email at withinthemistpodcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share. You can also help our podcast a great deal by just recommending it to a friend or two. Anyone who enjoys monster stories or ghost tales. We Cryptids, ghosts, or other mysteries. We hope you enjoyed our story of the Bassano Vaz, and we'll come again for another episode. Until then, explore those dark, shadowy places and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time.